Well, welcome back. We have uh, another guest, uh, guest after guest here on On Point. Uh, Jeff Merrifield is here with us, and I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Uh, He's the former commissioner of the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission. We have got a couple of issues and topics here tonight on the show that are um, I guess I guess you could say of great concern, um, and and the headline is uh, reading uh, UN nuclear chief Ukraine nuclear plant is quote out of control. Jeff, thank you for joining us on the show tonight. David, thank you for for allowing me to join you. Great, great to have you, um, Jeff. Can can you can you unpack this a little bit for those of us who haven't actually dug deep into this yet? Uh, it's it's. It seems that it's, um, hmm, I don't think it's reached a boiling point, and I'm not sure I love that metaphor, but uh, can you tell me a little bit about, and ask a little bit about what's happening here in the Ukraine? Well, well, thank you for that. And, you know, it's the, you talked about in the, in the, uh, in the intro, the notion uh, that, you know, Secretary, uh, I, uh, International Atomic Energy Agency Secretary Rafael Grossi made a, a comment about things were completely out of control. And, you know, it's completely understandable that most people would take that comment and, and be, wow, we're talking about a nuclear power plant. But I think it is, con- you really need to be contextual about this mm. relative to the situation we are in, in this war and this horrible invasion by Russia of Ukraine and, and his reaction. And, you know, I, I spent a lot of time following what the IAEA does, and a lot of the statements that the, the Secretary General has made. First, I'd say I think he's done a terrific job. Uh, he is new. He is, you know, he he started not not more than six months ago. So this was a huge challenge for him early in his early in his career. And, and I think part of this is driven not by a sense of trying to scare people, but really try to send a message to the Russians that they need to stop what they're doing. And I think that's consistent with a lot of the updates that he's been giving over the over the the course of the last uh, uh, you know four or five months. So what is it? What are the specific things that that he's concerned about? Well, first off, is the safety of the plant operations, and are the operators doing the right thing to protect the, the plants that are operating? And, and there are six nuclear power plants in Zaporizhzhia. That's the, their largest uh, site in Ukraine. It's one of uh, they have 15 in the Ukraine. And, and I think everything we've heard is despite all the stress, all the strain, all the, the interrogations by the Russian personnel, the plant personnel are doing the right thing. They're trying to protect this plant and, and doing their best to maintain operations. The, the second concern is really the provision of supplies. Or is there an, an ability to get a resupply of components and, and spare parts necessary to keep the plants operating? Um, this appears to, to generally be okay. Um, and, and uh, you know, in the, in the transcripts I've been reading and the information I've been reading from IEA and others, I think that's, that's probably in, in, in decent shape. And frankly, they have a lot of spare parts on site that, that, that can take them for some period of time. It really got, boils down to, oh, sorry, let me just say yeah, two no, things. Yeah, no, no go, go. No, it really boils down to two things. Number one, the, the Russian, two things the, Russian, the Russians are doing. Number one, you know, the, the degree to which they're interrogating and in some cases potentially torturing uh, plant operators and personnel, uh, un, un, unacceptable uh, against uh, sort of human norms and, and what one would expect. Second one is the notion that they have been putting uh, rocket launchers parked right next to the plant and, and adjacent to these facilities 
the purposes of attacking other parts of, of, of Ukraine west of there is completely unacceptable in, in international norms and is unprecedented. And finally, and I think this is really what we're, we're Rossi is going with his comment, you know, the lack of IEA access to the site. I mean, they want to go. He wants to right. go. He wants to see the site. He wants to lead a team. He wants to see what the situation is with security, with safety, are the personnel in the right way. The Russians are keeping this from happening. Uh, they, they would only allow that if it came from Russian territory because they want to claim it's theirs. Ukraine obviously wants to do it from their side. And, and frankly, the IEA recognizes this is Ukrainian territory. They want to make sure it comes from that end. So we got a lot of compounding issues. Sorry for the complexity, but there are many elements. Oh, sorry for the no need to apologize. It's super complex. I mean, it's just it's 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 kind of horrifying on 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 so many levels. I, I got to say, you using a phrase, the phrase "spare parts" is a little bit <clears throat> troubling when you're talking about a nuclear plant, Jeff. But I I know exactly uh, uh, what you mean. I think that, so. So isn't isn't he saying um, um, every every principle of safety is being violated. And I think the, the direct quote is uh, extremely serious, extremely gra grave and dangerous. Isn't, is, is, is that a political strategy uh, on, or, or a narrative that, that Russia wants to send out there? Did I hear that in your answer a little bit, that well, they're, they're going to gain some value out of that if the world thinks that they're, they are close to the boiling point? Is that, is that a fair question? I, I don't know if I quite if I quite take that 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 tack on it, I think the the language that that Rossi is using is very uh, Grossi is using is very deliberate. Mm. It, it's really intending to try to get the Russians to go a different direction, do something different. Now, unfortunately, um, that seems to be they seem to be relatively impervious to that. And given what we're all witnessing in in the in the in the really brutal and and unprecedented attacks. On Ukraine, you know, it, it's it's it, you know, they're being somewhat like a brick wall. Mm. Um, but I, I don't think um, I mean I, I think at the, at the end of the day, uh, it really is driven to try to get them to do the do the right thing uh, to make that to to get those to get the the military actions away from the plant to allow access and to allow those those plants to receive the the input and supplies that they need to. Yeah, it just seems to me that on 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 the surface, this is just. Can you even use the phrase common sense when we're talking about a war and, and a nuclear plant that's at risk? I think I think he's also quoted as saying it's a paradoxical situation where you've got, you know, uh, the plants being controlled by Russia, but, you know, using Ukrainian staff. I mean, just, the, the, to you know, to your point, the complexities abound. Yeah, well, you know, I, I think, I, you know, when I was a when I was a commissioner of the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory Commission, I, I managed to get to half of the world's nuclear power plants. There, there were around 440 of them. And I, I visited Ukraine. I, I went to a, a different set of units in Ukraine called Rivne, uh, where they have uh, four units. And I also visited Chernobyl. So I have some familiarity wow. with, with Ukraine. And, and I think the issue that we really were confronted with is no one prior to 2022 would ever have imagined th this type of, a, of an activity particularly by a country that is one of the largest uh, manufacturers and, and producers of nuclear power in the world. It's not as if the, the Russians don't know what's going on. Right. And, and they, they have had very detailed, uh, they, you know, they built the plants in the Ukraine, they trained uh, many of the operators, the, the procedures that they use to operate the plants came from Russia. I mean, it is, 
it's beyond words to say the irresponsible nature of what Russia is doing today. Will, do you think the IAEA will ultimately, do you think they're going to let him in? Yeah. Wow. Uh, that I, I'm, um, my, my tea leaves are not that good. Uh, <laughs> Do, you, you don't, you I, don't have I a magic eight were. ball, Jeff? Yeah. Good grief. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, I wish I could say, you know, the simple answer is I wish I could say yes, but, um, like, like everything else, um, I, I, I think it's just hard to say now let's, let's go back to the more positive side. Cause I don't want to take us down into a, into a rabbit hole at the end of the day, it is, there's no benefit to Russia for these plants having any kind of an accident. Absolutely none. Right. Because, um, you know, right. To, to sort of quote, you know, Colin Powell for his comments about Afghanistan and, and, uh, you know, in, in Iraq and U S actions, you know, you break it, you, you keep it. And, and it would, there would be a lot of ownership there. And frankly, the issue with any kind of an accident, if one were to occur and, and by the way, you know, Say what you want about the Russians. They do build the, the post Chernobyl plants are pretty solid and, and have a, many, many protective systems. But even if there were an accident, you know, there's always a risk that could drift in the way of Belarus, which was, by the way, the most impacted by the Chernobyl accident, or right. they could drift, they could drift to Russia. So they're not gonna, they're gonna, they're not gonna cause deliberately uh actions that are gonna potentially be be uh impactful on their own people. Having said that, unfortunately, you've got the army who, you know, is doing some pretty just knucklehead uh, things that that uh, is not in, in well coordinated in concert. If if the folks at, uh, uh, in Rosatom, who the, which is the company that actually you know manufactures and is responsible for nuclear power plants, if they were the ones sort of running the show completely, I think we'd see a different outcome. You have the military, which has a different focus, right? Invasion, attacking Ukraine with missiles. Uh, they're not seeing these things in the same way. Uh, the reason I say that is if you look at what happened at, at Chernobyl, right? So they invaded Chernobyl. Uh, a lot of questions about the degree to which they had folks inside who were helping them. But, you know, to dr- dig a bunch of trenches in the middle of an area that had radioactive contamination is, it's it's it, it's like I said, they're a bunch of knuckleheads. I, why you would do that is completely crazy to me. So, for the for the for the average, I, I don't even like using the phrase news consumer, but for the average person who's reading this, and and is is that I mean, are are we on the edge of a disaster? And I know this is not a black and and, and white answer, and it's it's maybe it's maybe it's more of a rhetorical question. I mean, you visited over half of what is it, four hundred and forty plants. My guess right. is most of them are pretty safe, if not all of them are pretty safe, and right. and and they have the spare parts that they need. So this is this is a this is a bit of an anomaly. It's a serious thing, and uh, yeah, I mean, can we sleep well at night uh, having just read this 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 headline before hitting the sack? So the way the way I would answer that question is number one, I think the I, I think the answer is I wouldn't lose sleep over it right now, uh, and and here's the following reasons. Number one, I think the operators will do the right thing relative to the plant mm. for the Ukrainians that want to protect the plant. Number two, everything that I've heard is that they are getting the material and and people they need to keep the plants operating safely. Number three. It's it it really is in the in the self interest of the Russians to make sure that there's not right. accident plants. So yeah, that makes sense. When you when you when you look at when you look at those together, 
um, you, you really come to the conclusion that, that, that they will try to operate those plants um, properly. I mean, I've had people ask me, you, you know, if the Russians were to leave, would they sabotage them? I think you, I think Chernobyl has told us that's that's not the case. They did that's not. That's just not the case. Yeah. They did not do, and they did not. I mean, they they did a lot of physical damage, and they they stole a lot of stuff, but they they didn't do anything to actually damage any of the fuel and those things. So I, I I think, you know, the actions that are being undertaken by the Russians are irresponsible. They are against international norms, and frankly, are begging for, you know, an international treaty someday. To, to really right. prevent this kind of things, right? This is well, really where, where there ought to be a discussion right now. How do we look forward and, and make sure that this doesn't happen right, again? Right. How, how, but, how do but, we make this now? And what's what's yeah. next? Yeah, Jeff. Right. I, I I wish we had more time. We uh, I so appreciate you spending a few minutes with us, uh, helping us to get a better understanding. And your your comment right out of the gate about the context—it's just so important always when reading, you know, any kind of news, any kind of current events. And it's always good just to, to to pursue it in in conversation with others too. We've been we've been talking with Jeff Merrifield. He's the former commissioner of the U.S. Nuclear Regulatory commission jeff thanks so much for your time tonight david thank you and sleep well thank you uh, my name's david peck you're listening to on point